Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Welcome to the Matcha Talk podcast with me, Samia of Sunnah Living. I am here every Monday to have a down-to-earth, real conversation with you. This is a beautiful morning. I have my warm matcha latte ready to go and a topic I'm burning to talk about. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Matcha Talk podcast. This is your host, Samia, and today we're talking about me not listening to my husband. But before we begin this episode, I just want to remind you to please rate and review this podcast. It really definitely helps a lot. This is episode four, and today I'm going to tell you how I did not listen to my husband when he was right. And we're going to bring it all down into the topic of Nasiha. You see, the very reason why I have this podcast and I have been making all this stuff on the blog, including the 2019 Reflections Journal that came out in the beginning of this year or at the end of last year, all of this happened because I had a really, really good conversation and a meeting with two of my friends. I met them in D.C. You guys, Ola and Shaheen, if you're listening, I just want to thank you once again for such an amazing experience. But all of this kind of happened because I met both of them and they basically gave me so much motivation and inspiration to move forward with things that I have in mind. And really, there were some things I talked about which I had no idea I was even interested in until they brought it up. And I just want to say that when I started getting excited about this, about all the things that I was going to do, I was going to take my blog, you know, make it really official. Um, I shared it with my husband and he had a big sigh of, I don't know, exasperation or something because he said, Samia, I have been telling you this for such a long time. You never listen to me and you're listening to your friends. I don't understand. I've been telling you this forever. So we had kind of this little funny moment. And really, this is not the first time we've talked about this. Before we were married, Hamza actually told me a lot of things. He was like, Samia, I see you I see you doing this. I see you doing this. And I was like, yeah, sure, of course you do. And uh, you, because at the end of the day, I think we don't really think too highly of ourselves. We don't really give ourselves the credit that we deserve. And I think I was definitely talking down about myself and my abilities and what I'm capable of doing. What I do know is when I do set my mind to something, then I do my best in it. But it is just me setting my mind to something. And what was really holding me back was the fact that, well, it was, I was myself. I was the one who was holding me back. I just kept saying, I don't have anything good to offer. I don't really see how this can become anything at all. And subhanAllah, how wrong I was. And you know, this the same thought that I'm sharing with you, I don't have anything else to offer and stuff. This is exactly, I would say to my husband when he would share with me all these things that he thought I should be doing. Uh, to, and he's always the one, mashallah, who pushes me and who really says, you know, motivates me to do a lot more things. And But he would be the first one to tell you, and I agree too. I, I feel the same way that the things that we tell our spouse, they don't take it seriously until it comes from another source. And this is when I want to bring about the topic of nasiha, the topic of advice when we're giving advice to one another. And I just want to say I have several experiences with this. I just want to share one and I will share that in a little while. But in this topic of nasiha, it is so important that we get that advice from someone who truly knows and cares about us. I think when someone who knows me, who cares about me, who just really 
values me and just wants to lift me up, I will be so much more happy to listen to that advice compared to someone who I just met on the street. And let's take that off onto the social media platforms where a lot of this is happening, where people are just feeling like they can go to different profiles, to, to their friends on Facebook or Facebook pages or Instagram and all of this. And they just want to drop little advice, which I call unwelcome advice because it does not really do anything. Most of the time, the advice that you're giving in the comment section is not doing anything at all. And there was this one time something happened to me. So it was about, I think now three years ago, I was in Dallas, Texas for the Quran Intensive. And if you don't already know that uh, Quran Intensive is by Kalam Institute and it was, uh, or it is a one month program in which they introduce you to the Quranic Arabic. It is extremely intensive. You're staying in a hotel room this whole time and they give you a ride to the venue which is the masjid and that's where you learn i mean that's what it was at that time anyway everything was in the masjid to the hotel from the hotel to the masjid that's basically was our life for four weeks it was intense i remember i was very very tired i would have to get my afternoon naps well this was before i was diagnosed with hashimoto's and well a lot of things happened in this one which i think kind of triggered it the food definitely triggered some of that because my body reacted and i didn't know what was happening until later but getting back on the conversation about Nasiha. So I took clothes, right? And I, I did not take a lot of luggage. I was like, uh, you know, the, the program itself is pretty expensive. And I did not want to add more on it by checking in bags and all of that stuff. So I decided to just take a carry-on. I had a carry-on and a personal item. Personal item was pretty big. It was a large personal item. And everything was very, very heavy. So I put in a lot of stuff. Uh, into those two luggage and everything that was in it that's what 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 I wore I basically washed all those clothes every week and I would re-wear them and that was my whole lifestyle in in living in a hotel for the Quran intensive and so before I went I bought this pair of socks uh, well it was a set of socks actually it had I think six pairs or something like that in them I just bought that pair and I put it in as is in in the luggage at that time well, uh, there was one in there which had pink flamingos drawn on it. So there were pink flamingos drawn on the socks. And can you see where this is going? Well, okay, so I have to wash my clothes once a week. I got actually brought enough soap for that. Like I was totally like on point. I planned all of this. And there was a there was a moment where I realized one day that I did not have any more socks. Now I saw that sock was there and I would just not wear it. Like I was able to work around it somehow. I don't know, maybe I had an extra pair or two. I don't know what was going on. But at that day, I couldn't do it. I could not do it at all. Like I was like, I don't have any other socks to wear. And me, like part of my hijab is my socks. So I do believe in that. And so I was in a bit of a dilemma. What should I do? It was at prayer time um, for in the masjid. And so when it was for Isha time, people would just come over uh, from the community. Other, way, other times, it would be only the class people who would be praying mostly. But for the Isha time, it would be everyone. And they would just come over. And I just remember this. I was praying... And I was sitting on a chair. I had problems with my knees. Something to do with the food there. Uh, but anyways, I was sitting on a chair, problems with my knees. That's how I was praying. I finished praying and I was doing my dhikr. And this lady to my right, she's just sitting there. And she just turns around and she says, Oh, sister, do you know you cannot have images on your socks? 
And I mean, literally, that's all she said. And I was bumbling and I tried to explain. And actually, I had turned the sock inside out even, but you could you could see the, the flamingo, whatever. And I just turned to her and I just bumbled. I'm like, hey, this is all I have. Like, I don't have another sock to wear you know and and she doesn't know that she has she knows nothing about my life story she just has no idea what was going on I mean literally this could be the only sock that I had left in my whole life you know like this could be it this could be the financial condition I could have been in where this was the only thing I had to wear for the whole week but she didn't know that she just dropped it on me and and that's it I mean it has left such a sour note in my mind that I I mean I'm still bothered by that I mean, I'm not like obsessively bothered by it, but I'm still bothered by it. This random lady next to me is telling me something. The way to approach, I feel, this kind of situations where you're noting someone is doing something which is not okay, you have to approach it really like lovingly. And you don't really love a stranger like that. You have to become friends with them. Get to know them a little bit. Hey, assalamualaikum sister, how are you? I see that you're in this program. How is that going? How's everything? Like, Just have a conversation with me instead of just dropping this little unwanted advice so that was an nasiha which was given completely incorrectly i mean i would say go ahead and read about that how to give nasiha to someone what is your intention what is the purpose of the nasiha it is you know the whole concept is always about maintaining the society but you doing do it so lovingly to keep the sisterhood and the brotherhood alive our ummah is not made up of just random skin and bones. It is made up of human beings who have emotions, who have strengths and weaknesses, who have all of those things. And and people tend to forget that sometimes. Sometimes it's like, oh, look, your hijab isn't okay. They just drop that either in person or online and just let it go. I mean, subhanAllah, like, I, do you really think that is going to work? And so the concept of nasiha is so, so important and do it right is very important too now i just want to go to the other side because in the beginning of this episode today i shared with uh how i was with my husband and he has been giving me nasiha actually for quite some time but i just was not willing to listen because of xyz whatever you know like i have all these internal dialogue i have self-doubt i have all these things there's some other things he's been telling me and i try to take them seriously too i try to apply it but sometimes you know they're still thought like oh i'm not good enough i'm not i don't have anything to offer stuff like that it's still in the back of my mind and it still stops me but I'm just reflecting with you guys today because it just it just kind of got together because I sometimes, you know, we're giving nasiha and we don't take it. Like, I, I just want to say if it's a person who is in your life, that person is important to you. That person is, I mean, just uh, such a huge part of your life. You know that person cares about you. You know that person loves you. And you know that person wants what's best for you. And if he or she is telling you something, why are we not listening you know, sometimes maybe it's, it's like what I said is insecurity. It's it's uh, self-doubt. And sometimes it could be arrogance, a little hint of that. It could be so many different things. And I just want to say that if you have someone in your life giving you nasiha, just just open yourself to it. Welcome that into your life. For sure, if they love you, if they care about you, they're only giving you something that is that is good for you. And that nasiha is a gift. It really is. Someone who really cares about you, it says, hey, I just want to stop here for a minute and I want to tell you something. And that could be an advice to further your career, like my husband was saying, or it could be an advice to stop you from doing something that you shouldn't be involved in. Unfortunately, I have been part of this conversations 
a few times. Um, I, I cannot go too much into details because it's a very personal details. But I have been part of these conversations where I had this friendship with people and they would tell me things, uh, you know, eventually came to a point where they were really sharing it with me to get something out of it. And it was something that I had to say something about. This is my sister who is involved with something, not like physical sister, but like sister in Dean, okay? Who is involved with something which is really questionable that can really ruin their faith, you know? Something really, really serious, like big sins I'm talking about. And I decided to give the advice in the best possible way that I could. And every single time, I was shut down and they did not talk to me. Like they stopped talking to me at all. I actually talked to somebody about this. Uh, there is an imam, his wife. I just love both of them, mashallah. I talked to them and I was like, hey, this happened to me, you know. Two or three, like, I mean, three people, almost two and a half people. Um, It happened uh, that had happened to us and so I asked her I'm like you know what this happened to me and I did my best to do it lovingly and and whatever I mean I had to I, I they asked me and I gave them the answer that we're supposed to be practicing and doing and I didn't make it sound like oh my god if you don't do this like you're the worst person ever I would just just kind of, I tried to be as loving as possible and she told me she said Samia your job at that time was to advise them whether they take it or not it is up to them and if they decide to cut off their friendship with you, well, there's nothing you can do about it. You did your absolute best and you should be comfortable with that. And it's, it, I mean, that's bothersome, right? Like people have stopped talking to you after you give them advice. And I would not be giving this advice to a stranger. I would be giving it to someone I truly care about because giving nasiha to someone that is a corrective nasiha, like that takes a lot of courage and, and time. Like I'm not going to be sitting there and, you know, be like, hey, that's wrong, by the way, and just go about my day. No, I'm here. We're having a discussion. I'm sharing time with you. And so for, for that nasiha or, or advice or whatever to be completely set aside to the point where to the point where they don't even talk to me anymore. Like that is, that, that's just crazy. I think that's just too much. So we need to really learn to value nasiha, not only to value it, but also to know when to give it and how to give it. Oh, so yes, this, this was my reflection today that I wanted to talk about the topic of nasiha, which is very, very important. Let's move on to a new segment that I'm starting from this episode called Share Your Story. In this segment, what I wanted to do was, just like today, something happened to me and I shared my reflection with you, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to submit your reflection as well. So you share a story of something that happened to you and how it connected you to Allah, how it reminded you of something that was really important in our faith. And so today is the first day of this, uh, of this section and I just want to invite you to share your story as well. And by the end, I will share with you how you can submit your story. So let's go to the first story ever on Matcha Talk. This is actually very, very exciting. But I want to go and share with you a story by Sister Khadija. Uh, she sent me an e email and this was what she said. I was going through a really hard time. I mean like really hard. It seemed like everything in my life was crumbling. I was married to someone who broke me emotionally and psychologically. I was separated from everything and anyone who made me, well, me. I thought I would be stuck in this position forever. I was convinced that the only way out was death. Usually, I love Ramadan and feel the most connected to Allah then. 
but this time I felt so lost. I knew this was a problem. Why couldn't I feel that connection? I listened to reminder after reminder of all sorts to try and boost my iman, but they fell on deaf ears. I was completing salah as if I was a robot. One day, I went to visit my mother, having not seen her for a while, and we sat around laughing and joking and talking about good times that we had, good times that we had shared, and it hit me. I had been so busy searching for more and placing all of my efforts into trying to get my ex-husband to love me that I hadn't been grateful for what I already had that was good. I had become empty and reliant on my failing marriage to make me happy. I had been grateful for my mother's smile, grateful for my brother's laugh, grateful for having time, grateful for having a career, grateful for opportunity that loads of others didn't have. I started to make a dua so consistent and so true to what my heart was wanting. I begged Allah to forgive me for not being grateful. I begged him to help me find a way out of the situation that was easy on me and that didn't involve death. For him to help me connect with him again. I prayed it every day, several times a day. Then it happened. The doors to change opened, alhamdulillah. Allah made it so easy for me to put one foot forward and keep going. People who know the situation I was in asked me how I had not lost faith in Allah coming through the other end, as so many in my situation had done. And I tell them, if it wasn't for Allah, for His sheer love and mercy, His understanding and greater plan, I wouldn't be here today, so how can I turn my back on Him? This was the most reflective time I had gone through. Inshallah, this can be of some use. Oh, Sister Khadija, do you guys have goosebumps reading after this? What an incredible, incredible story about resilience and keeping a connection with Allah against all odds. And wow, you went through such a difficult time and how your prayers and your consistent dua made such a big difference that you have such a different perspective on it now. SubhanAllah, thank you so much. Jazakallah khair for sharing your story with all of us. I want to listen to your story. How did one thing that happened in your life brought you to have a deep connection with Allah? Maybe it gave you a moment of reflection. You said, oh my goodness, I'm disconnecting these two together. So please submit your story on the podcast website, sunnahliving.com slash matcha hyphen talk. I will have that link directly listed in the show notes. So if you swipe up, you can click on it and submit your story right over there. You can choose to be anonymous or you can share your name with us. I want to open the opportunity to inspire others to you. And this is all I had to share with you for this episode. Thank you, Khadija, for sharing your story. And now I have a question for you. Share with me one time when someone gave you an advice which was presented to you in a very good way and or presented to you in a very bad way. I would love to read your comments about that on my Instagram account at Sunna Living. We can have that conversation in the comments. Definitely write to me there. Otherwise, don't forget to rate the podcast on your favorite app, whether it's Google, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or whatever it is that you're choosing to listen and join in with me today. See you next week. Okay, this is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Also, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Sunna Living and on my blog sunnaliving.com where I have more content about topics similar to today. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum. <laughs>